Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, that Constitution of the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We had on our guest, Mr. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org. We talked about a false flag at the Capitol. It's all about the effects and the aftershock, writes John Rappaport. The Capitol, ladies and gentlemen, breaking is a major covert op. All right, very serious stuff indeed. We also had an article from Ron Paul, which we'll get into uh, here in just a minute with our esteemed guest. This is crazy stuff, folks, I'm telling you right now. We also talked about Tweet of the Week, Lindsey Graham. Twitter may ban me for this, but I willingly accept that. Your decision to permanently ban President Trump is a mistake. And then he goes on and he says this. The Ayatollah can tweet, but Trump can't. Sure tells you a lot about Twitter. Well, I don't agree with Lindsey on a lot of things, but on that one, he's spot on. What on earth is going on around here in the Republic? We'll get to that. Utahns were at the U.S. Capitol, and they report a completely different story. Yeah, than the mainstream press reports. I also had people on the radio with us last week, live at the Capitol, breaking things down. Not only live as it unfolded, but live after the fact, telling you the mainstream press is lying to you. Congress is dishonest. They're not telling you the truth about what happened with this false flag operation. By the way, we talked about the Great Reset happens every Sunday. According to Alan Stevo, you can get on your knees and pray to Almighty God. The Great Reset can come every Sunday as you stand up and defend God, family, country. And as you get on your knees and pray to God and get guidance and love and confidence. And the Great Reset is usually talked about when it's government, tyrannical thugs, out of control, resetting society. This is a personal reset, the kind that's biblical. We also had our guest, second hour, Dr. Scott Bradley, to preserve the nation is his goal. Freedomsrisingsun.com is website. And we talked about the Sabbath is to be a day of delight. It's a day with wonderful promises of blessing attached. It's the best day of the week because we have the privilege to spend time with our God and our family. We talked about the title of liberty in memory of our God, our religion, our freedom, and our peace, our wives and our children. Amen to that. We talked about Janine Pirro opening her show with a monologue directed at the bunch of freaks that breached the Capitol building, calling their actions deplorable, reprehensible, outright criminal, as well as frightening and repulsive. She's right, but she didn't name Trump supporters. She said, listen, 
the freaks that breached the Capitol building. Some of them may have been Trump supporters. But for the most part, ladies and gentlemen, it is lawbreakers, criminals. It's not the masses that were politely, peacefully praying, trying to stand for what they believe in. The majority was betrayed. We'll talk about that. Parler, by the way, is now offline after Amazon cut it off. And its CEO said it could be down for up to a week. Apple shut them down as well. Apple, Google, Amazon, all three attacking Parler. Why? Because they say that it's because of violence will break out and the instigators of violence don't need a platform. But they lie. They don't want the truth to come out. The truth about so many things, we'll get to that. Big tech claims they're taking down Trump because they don't want to further risk the insight of violence. Twitter suspends Sidney Powell, Michael Flynn, Lynn Woods, and others. Trump said he would look at the possibilities of building out our own platform. Well, you're a day late and a dollar short, President Trump. We've been telling you to do this for years, buddy. Appreciate it. What should Trump do now, people are asking? Rush Limbaugh says, make America great again will not go away. Attorney Lynn Wood is under investigation by the Secret Service over a post. So there you have it. Um, where do we go from here, you might ask? How do we deal with all this, you might ask? Let's dig into it with our buddy who's been around in the political circles for quite some time, Larry Pratt. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Good morning, and it's great to be with you, as always. Thanks so much for doing this show for such a long time. I know it's an effort, and I really appreciate what you're doing. Well, thank you, sir. I sure appreciate you and all that you've done for the sacred cause of liberty and continue to do, I might add. Now, this headline is very interesting. There's two headlines. One, um, well, let's say this. Let me say it this way. John Rappaport writes the article, and here's what he says. False flag at the Capitol. It's all about the effects and the aftershots, writes John Rappaport. Okay, the Capitol break-in, listen carefully, is a major covert operation. Like all staged events, the planned after effects are the most important pieces. Then Ron Paul follows up and writes an article. Capital chaos, Ron Paul. Uh, these articles really highlight uh, what's going on here. Now, don't, mis- don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying there was not a Trump supporter in the mix. I'm sure there were uh, some Trump supporters that took advantage of it for their own reasonings, their own popularity, their own whatever. I'm sure some people are angry and evil. There's that kind of element in every group to some degree. And I'm sure a couple of Trump supporters thought they could actually be in there and just thought it was a fun party. And then when they got in there, they realized it was a little more gnarly than they had intended. But here's the bottom line. Hundreds of thousands were at the peaceful rally. Thousands went to the Capitol, but only a few hundred at top even went inside, much less created damage. Right now, they've only got 13 that are arrested on federal charges. Others are being let go left and right. The FBI now panicking, going, oh, my goodness, we've got to go on a manhunt to find the rest of these people. And But the truth is very few people went on the offensive and did destroy private property, uh, and were violent. And I submit they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. However, I'm not going to back away from the fact that most people were peaceful, and they're getting an unfair rap by government and in the media, Larry Pratt. Uh, Indeed, and there's one thing that uh, I've seen very little attention of, but it's a timeline. I don't have the the article I read in front of me, but there there was... uh, there were demonstrators 
down in front of the White House on the ellipse, and the president spoke to them, and then the matter was over, and that was around, I think, 1 o'clock. Well, most of the, quote, fun and games started at the Capitol maybe within 15 minutes of the president finishing. To walk from the, from the White House to the Capitol is a tad over a mile. Um, that, that is not something that somebody's going to do uh, in 10 or 15 minutes. And yet the, the, uh, the action, the violence, uh, was underway well before the group could have made it from the White House. So let's be very clear. The point is the people that committed the violence and breached security and went on the offensive belligerently weren't even the people at the rally for the most part. The rally people showed up later, and most of them are testifying, what the heck are you talking about? That's not at all what happened or what it looked like to me. And both narratives have a validity of truth. But the ones that truly had evil intent they weren't even at the rally, or they left the rally early. Who knows? But they weren't legitimately with the body of people we're discussing that were at the peaceful rally. That's exactly the point. And this has been manufactured by the media as a get Trump uh, going away present, if you will. Uh, they are bound and determined to blame any kind of conservative or right of center uh, public demonstration as violent, even though, uh, as you've been pointing out, that's just not a tenable argument if you are aware of what actually happened. And I would submit that having lived around here for some time, you don't make that walk uh, from the White House to the Capitol in 15 minutes. Well, and especially when there's throngs of people, there's crosswalks, there's lights, there's what I mean is it's not just a I can run there. Um, it's 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 full of reality, right? That's I mean, exactly I, I've walked right. these places where cops are everywhere, and at every you know uh, street crossing and everything else, you've got to wait, you've got to this, you've got to that. There's throngs of people. You can't just like boogie over there. Well, even before I had a chance to dig into this, I knowing uh, other conservatives uh, as I do, uh, I was suspicious when I heard this that this was something that. Uh, legitimate people from out of town, from wherever, had come to show their support for the President of the United States. Uh, that just didn't seem like anything I had ever seen. And indeed, the more we dig into this, the more we're finding out that we shouldn't accept the media narrative. Uh, in fact, the question probably should be asked right off, when should we ever accept the media narrative. If they tell us it's 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, we better check our watch. Now, let me ask some questions, because I, I, I don't know where to go from here. So the media literally lies. The mainstream big tech folks are shutting down people over what they call threat of violence or fake news or whatever other lame excuse they want to give. Government, Congress is in bed with this. Even President Trump is backing off going... Well, I might share some blame, and I'm, I want a peaceful transition. And to me, we need to acknowledge the truth, which is exactly what President Trump said. We'll tell you about it. Larry Pratt with me. Hang tight. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault... 
Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, Larry, I got a statement I want to throw out here and get your take on this really quick. Shoot. False flag at the Capitol. The Capitol break-in was a major covert operation. It was a staged event, intentional chaos. And I sadly report that, and I'll tell you why, because there's no other conclusion we can come to. I'm telling you, I had people go to the Capitol, literally live there saying, one girl said this. I was right at the Capitol entrance um, a couple of levels up and I uh, saw somebody try to break some windows and I tried to stop them and uh, some other people tried to stop them. Before you know it, the crowd, the crowd pushed me inside the Capitol. Cops arrested me. They used hand ties and tied me up. They brought me down through some tunnels. They eventually had me exit the tunnels into a media op. Once the photos were all taken, they took me to a private place. They took down all my information and let me go. First-hand testimony on Liberty Roundtable Live, Larry. It shows me that uh, they were using rent-a-cops, which I've seen uh, reported. Uh, and they had a lot of people that didn't know what they were doing, that weren't capable of professional behavior, and, and there may well have been some ulterior motives. There may well have been um, a group, a unit of... Uh, cops that were there on a particular mission to discredit the conservatives that were there. I have a daughter that was there at that uh, demonstration, and she wasn't on the side of the Capitol that we normally see. She had walked up 
uh, from the direction of the White House and was on that huge lawn out uh, uh, on that side of the Capitol. So she didn't see a lot of this stuff, but she certainly saw the people that were there. And it was like so many other gatherings of conservatives. It was uh, a cheerful group. It was a group that was there, obviously, just to defend the president. They were disappointed at the way things were going, um, but they were not violent. They were there uh, with a very fine spirit. Now, I find this interesting because you could say, well, Sam, just because, uh, you know, your people didn't see it, that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. The Capitol's huge. There's all four sides. There's, you know, different time frames, different timelines. I get it. I understand. Sure. But I also know the majority of the American people are not violent, including Trump supporters. Remember, it was Maxine Waters that literally said, hey, don't let the conservatives go anywhere. Don't let them be peaceful. Get in their face in restaurants. Get in their face. Okay, so if we're going to talk about rhetoric, the Democrats have it, their head handed to them if we're going to be candid, open, and honest. Furthermore, the uh, insinuation that President Trump advocated for violence is a lie. You listen to that speech. We need to fight for, and what he really meant was, hey, congressmen and senators, to demand a true debate, to demand a true investigative, um, well, their hope was to get an investigative, a 10-day uh, audit uh, of the elections to try to get to the bottom of it since the courts would not discuss the cases based on the merits. They threw it all out on technicalities or lack of standing kind of a thing. And the idea was, hey, Congress is our last chance uh, really, to get to the bottom of this peacefully. That was the intent of the president. That was the intent of most of the people that used their First Amendment rights to peacefully assemble, sir. And some intentional provocateurs ran it off the rails. And now the government, the media in lockstep to hand out fake news with serious, serious treasonous repercussions, sir. The, the left has been uh, in- involved in twisting what conservatives say for a long time. You may recall that when Sarah Palin was in the national picture, uh, she had been, I think she had signed a letter uh, that talked about target districts. Uh, And somehow that was uh, made to sound as if uh, the Alaska hunters with their scoped rifles were going to come and take out uh, some of these uh, liberal members of Congress. Target districts is something that Republican and Democrat uh, politicians, uh, be they uh, elected office holders or those that work for them, that's part of the parlance. That's the way they speak, and it makes a lot of sense. You don't spend your money across the board, everywhere, you target your resources so that they have maximum impact. And uh, yet it was made out as if Sarah Palin uh, wasn't going after Barr anymore. She was going after them liberal politicians, you know. And she was going ahead and creating an insurrection in the country. Exactly. Okay, this is absolutely bogus. Now, let me give you a couple of other headlines that dovetails with this dishonest satanic narrative straight from the pit of hell. Headline says, pictures posted on Twitter on Wednesday appeared to show nooses made from ropes and other materials during the riot on Capitol Hill there now. Okay, now, the problem that I have with this is I thought Twitter wasn't allowing anything violent, 
uh, on their platform, but yet they allow these, quote, nooses made out of ropes. And no offense, but I don't know anybody that's making nooses, okay? Now, there might be a whacked-out person or two that's got mental instability or something, but I'm telling you, only provocateurs put nooses in the mix because the second they do, now it's got racial tensions, it's got... Uh, murder intentions, it's got, but there's no evidence of who put these ropes there, that these pictures are even from the same event. I mean, we can go on and on and on with the journalistic violations here on moral grounds, Larry Pratt. This is insanity. And the last time we heard the left uh, uh, whine about nooses, and somehow these were being used as a racist threat against uh, uh, black Americans, uh, <laughs> It turned out they had been, uh, they were pictures of uh, the quote unquote noose, the act, actually a loop that people many times have in their garages to pull down the door. And those were the nooses. Yeah, so it was about this race car driver. Uh, <laughs> and, and the idea was that somehow the whole uh, race car industry or whatever else was against the black race car driver. And no offense, the black guy ain't even that good uh, in his field, number one. But number two, um, it turned out to be a bunch of bunk. And we see this over and over. But when you start to say, hey, we're not going to allow any violence on our platform. So set, shut down President Trump, shut down Giuliani, shut down Ron Paul, shut down all these people. And then when you hear that they put pictures of nooses posted on Twitter, why aren't they taking down those violent attempts number one and number two how do we know these photos are real how do we know they're from the same event how do we know that they're really nooses I meaning you can have a rope tied a gazillion ways and one's a noose one's just a loop uh, even if there is a noose you know how do you know or not know what it's for um all i'm saying is you can't go there sir or your your whole journalistic integrity is completely destroyed just on the intentions of what it leads to and makes you believe that's what they're accusing us of but now look what they're doing from the rhetoric of maxine waters that i pointed to to these nooses they've got serious serious problems but if donald waffles who else will push back besides me larry and at least as of yesterday some of these very sites uh, that were so concerned about the uh, language of parlor and whatnot these hosting sites have plenty of places where you can go and find uh, uh, postings or even sites maintained uh, by the uh, regime of the Ayatollahs in Iran and, and other similarly thuggish, murderous groups of, of politicians called um, uh, state officials, uh, they're okay. Uh, on Twitter and some of these other sites, uh, but uh, somehow they've decided mm -hmm. that they're just going to manufacture uh, a, a narrative uh, to discredit conservatives, and it certainly is something that gun owners should be concerned about because uh, the armed American has always been front and center uh, about uh, the concerns, the, the supposed concerns anyway, of the left, uh, because they know that anybody with a gun is dangerous. Where do we go from here, Larry? If we let this stand, what does America look like in 10, 20, I don't know, maybe even five years? I was going to say, like? uh, you don't have to uh, put the uh, point out too very far, and maybe not even five years, because we've got uh, a Democrat administration uh, with uh, President Harris uh, and even 
President-elect Biden has referred to her as president-elect because he knows his health is not going to likely enable him to remain in office very long. And and so you've got the most liberal member of the United States Senate, perhaps of the whole Congress, although that would be saying something, too, uh, about to assume the reins of power. Uh, I would say that uh, we're at a very serious point because the, the left... Uh, One thing that's different about them from uh, almost all Republicans, when they have a chance, they move and they move fast. Amen to that. I'll prove the point in seconds. Larry Pratt, let's break this down. The FBI just released something I'll tell you about, too. Hang tight, everybody. Sam Bushman, Larry Pratt, on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Capitol Police confirm an investigation into some officers' behavior during the riot. Representative Tim Ryan, Democrat from Ohio, told reporters on Monday that two Capitol Police officers have been suspended due to their actions during the raid. One of the officers had been shown in video footage to be taking a selfie with one of the rioters, while the other had worn a Make America Great Again hat and gave directions to the intruders. The FBI in an internal FBI bulletin is reportedly monitoring online plans for armed protests across the nation and Washington, D.C., leading up to Inauguration Day. The agency believes armed protests are being planned in all 50 state capitals from Saturday through Inauguration Day on Tuesday. President Trump tells House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy that he's partly to blame for the violence at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. McCarthy spoke with the president on Monday and later conveyed Mr. Trump's message to fellow House Republicans. The House is set to vote on Tuesday on a resolution calling on Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment. This is USA Radio News. That is the sound. No, that is the sound of the wrecker. That is the sound of the tow truck. That is the sound of your car stuck in the snow and the tow truck is on a... You know what the tow truck is coming for? The tow truck is coming for your wallet. That's what it's coming for. I know. That's what it's coming for. Listen, this is Billy Gerard here, Rockstar Radio. I have have the solution. It is called Track Grabber. T-R-A-C-G-R-A-B-B-E-R. Go there. TrackGrabber.com. Winter is coming. Do not let this sound be you. Track Grabber. T-R-A-C-G-R-A-B-B-E-R. Go there. Get these. They are inexpensive. They will save you a fortune in the long run, and they will save you from getting stuck. Go to trackgrabber.com. Log on. Get yourself a pair. Get a pair for the family. They're easy to install, and they will get you out of the mud, the snow, the sand. They will save you from the wrecker bills. Oh, my goodness. They will pay for themselves the first time you use the trackgrabber.com. Promo code ROCKSTAR saves 25%. That's trackgrabber.com. Promo code ROCKSTAR. The new social media platform Parler has been dropped by Amazon Web Services. That in itself has made finding a new hosting service almost impossible. USA Radio News' Dan Naraki reports. After Parler was dropped by Apple and Google from their app stores over the weekend, the social media app has gone dark, having their web hosting canceled by Amazon. The company is suing Amazon over their shutdown, calling the move motivated by politics and anti-competition. Parler's CEO says it's been difficult finding a new vendor willing to host the service. John Matsey tells Fox News they hope to be back soon, but there are still many options. 
obstacles to overcome. I thought immediately, oh, no problem. We'll call up a new vendor, right? We call up the vendor. We're all good to go. And then right at the last second, sorry, somebody said something we can't host you by. And it's been that one after another ever since then. Right at the last minute, they just they just bail. So we're going to do it. We're going to be back online one day and hopefully soon and soon as possible. But um, this is a real challenge. We have to build our own infrastructure, our own everything in order to yep. do it. From the USA Radio News, Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Larry Pratt, talking about the sacred cause of liberty, as always, on your radio. So check this headline out. This is it just proving how dishonest the mainstream press is, okay? This is the New York Times, ladies and gentlemen. This is the group that Donald said he was going to take down and never did. This is the group now that has Donald on the ropes, and they're... uh, um, the financial support has never been better, and they're rocking and rolling, and poor Donald's on the ropes. Sad because President Trump, uh, you know what, he punches back, but if he gets hit too hard, he just gets dazed. I don't mean to be rude to the president. I'm just telling you right now, he gets dazed. He doesn't know what to do. What he should be doing is doubling down. He should be helping release the Kraken, as Sidney Powell says. He should be saying, all right, folks, you want to get uh, let's release the JFK assassination. Let's find out a Barack's birth certificate. Let's go ahead and get to the bottom of all these scandals, and you'll see who's who in the truth war. But President Trump not doing any of that. He's gone quietly away. You say, well, he he can't get his word out on Facebook. and Twitter. He can call Liberty Roundtable Live. I'll put him on the radio. You say, Sam, you're just a nobody. That's right. You can say that, but you know what? President Trump would become somebody overnight, and so would I. Okay, President Trump needs to double down and say, look, I didn't cause any riots whatsoever. That's a flat-out satanic life in the pit of hell. And I'm going to prove to you guys how dishonest these people are. And he could do it very easily. Here's the headline from the New York Times to make the point. It says this. Investigation into rioters yields charges and arrests as FBI examined videos. It makes you sound like, man, the FBI is just getting to the bottom of it. They got this wholesale. They're taking names, kicking butt, throwing down, arresting everybody. By golly, they're getting to the bottom. When you read the story, you want to know what the next line says that no one gets to read? Because no one reads past the headlines? Here's what it says. Federal prosecutors backed off their suggestion that President Trump could be investigated for inciting the violence. So the next line after that massive headline making you believe they're just getting to the bottom of it says they can't even tie it to President Trump directly like their assertions. They don't have any evidence at all or any proof to the point where they've already had to back off. Prosecutors are already backing off of this. Okay. Now they promised an exhaustive investigation into the violence, they say. But when you dig into it, you know how many people they've arrested so far that they think they can make charges stick for, Larry? Oh, maybe zero. Oh, 13 who they say face federal charges. So 13 people they claim are guilty, um, but we must remember they're not guilty until proven so. They're innocent until proven guilty in America. But we're talking about 13 people. Now, I agree that somebody went in there and committed violence and drug out furniture and destroyed property. And there's a few of those. But where are their origins? Who are they? Are they really peaceful Trump supporters? Okay. But... A day earlier, the prosecutor said, we're investigating anyone involved, not only the rioters, 
Don't you expect to get away from it? Anyway, and now they're already backing off. The New York Times blatantly admits it because they don't have evidence. They don't have truth. They're full of baloney. And this headline for the New York Times proves it. Who is standing up boldly for the president and for the truth like this, Larry? Do you know anybody hardly? The, the voices aren't uh, getting out there, that's for sure. Uh, there, there are even some conservative spokesmen had been very disappointing in, in some of their uh, statements. It sounded almost as if they were accepting the li- liberal narrative of what had happened. And it was just so obvious. I've seen this movie before, and so have you, Sam. This is not the kind of thing conservatives do. This was a, uh, I guess the term is black flag. This was a put-up job. This was a counterfeit to blame conservatives, to further intimidate conservatives, to keep them shut up so that the left can just go merrily along its course to socialize and tyrannize here in America. Now listen to the next headline from the Washington Times. Check this out. Or not, I'm sorry, the New York Times. National death section. Manhunt is on for marauders at the U.S. Capitol. Yeah, they're nationwide. Government officials have embarked on a nationwide manhunt as they grapple with the fallout of the failure to protect the Capitol. The Justice Department, the FBI... They're on a nationwide manhunt to track down scores of folks at the Capitol last week there. Now, I don't mean to be rude, but look, you got flight manifests for most of these people. Okay? You've arrested a bunch of them already. Um, They're not on a nationwide manhunt. They're on a hunt to find the most extreme egregious examples. Some guy with some horns on his head. Some other guy that's got his feet up on the desk. Some other guy. These media ops, these photos. The girl that I interviewed live, she gave her name. Her name is Vicky or Victoria. Uh, she basically said, look, they paraded me for a media op before they let me go. I was guilty of nothing, and they know it. But they beat her up even. And I said, are you going to sue the cops over it? And she said, no. I know they're just trying to do their job. But this is the point that I'm getting at. Are we going to be able to break the dishonest narrative going on here, or are they going to literally be able to use a few examples, literally um, virtually hang President Trump with their own noose of dishonesty and have the American people just stupid enough to buy it and have enough, not enough of us in the media to set the record straight? Is that what's really going to happen? Sam, I think we might be looking at a redux of the Reichstag fire, something that the... Uh, Nazi goons perpetrated uh, before Hitler had actually taken power, and it was uh, a, a dust-up to make it look as if the uh, the communists were the ones that needed to be uh, trodden underfoot, uh, not that the communists are any different from the Nazis, but it was a turf battle, and uh, the one mafia group was uh, warring it out with the other mafia group. And so through history, uh, we hear about the Reichstag fire in the German parliament, uh, and it was blamed on the communists, and it further enabled Hitler to make his grab for power and consolidate it because he was fighting those communists. Baloney. Well, and that's my fear. I don't know that we have enough media. 
especially if President Trump isn't going to use what he has. I don't know if we have enough media to set the record straight. Look, this was a false flag. This is completely bogus. Uh, The police literally um, did not have enough presence to make a difference, even though they knew there was serious threats. They claim they didn't, but they got caught lying on that already. Now we find out that people tried to bring in the National Guard and gave warning. There was a battle with Larry Hogan. Uh, he wanted to send um, you know, National Guard across the border to help stop this. They denied him, denied him at the last minute. They finally said yes. This all started to break loose before, tr- before 2 o'clock, but yet it wasn't even until close to 4 that they even approved the National Guard to come. This was by design. And if you break down the timeline, as you wisely pointed to, and you break down who's who, you'll find out that literally hundreds of thousands of peaceful people wanted to advocate for their representatives to have a 10-day audit to look into the election. Fraud. And what happened was this insurrection that's created by insiders literally took the cake. And at 4 in the morning while you and I are sleeping, nobody had the ability to bring up or debate or you know, push for an audit. Pence caved, betrayed President Trump. Uh, and, and then at 4 in the morning, they passed this thing. We never had a true debate the two-hour debates that were promised for every contesting of state certifications. We never had a possibility of a 10-day audit or even a vote for that uh, because everybody caved to the false flag-generated narrative, which is we're not going to discuss this now. If you bring it up, you're not even a patriot. How dare you in the wake of these belligerents destroying the country, these insurrectionists led by the President of the United States, they're creating a coup right under our nose, sir. And right now, there's nobody pushing back that I can see, really, with force but me. And when I say force, I don't mean violent force. I mean my free speech ability to call it as I see it. And for those that uh, may try, it could well be that they're going to end up being deplatformed the way Parler was. Uh, deplatformed or what else? Maybe, maybe even arrested, maybe even um, uh, prosecuted, maybe even sued. Now, as far as I understand, these election people are going to sue Sidney Powell. Okay, but here's my point about Sidney Powell. Let's go ahead and have that 10-day audit. Let's go ahead and see about Sidney Powell's evidence. The courts would never even consider her evidence. Right. So now right. we're going to arrest or I'm sorry, we're going to sue her. Will she be able to get her evidence out in the lawsuit? Uh, and by the way, the amount of money being uh, sought in that suit is over a billion dollars. That's a joke. Uh, that is simply intended to intimidate not only Sidney Powell, but anybody else who might be thinking of following suit and doing anything similar to what Sidney Powell has been doing. Uh, you're just not allowed to say the emperor has no clothes or we're going to teach you, buddy. Now, Dominion Voting Systems filed a $1.3 billion lawsuit against Sidney Powell. It's a defamation lawsuit accusing her of orchestrating this idea about election fraud. But here's the deal. If we can't even let Sidney get her evidence to the courts, uh, how can they sue her over this? And the bottom line is the courts are so corrupt, they may get their way. One thing 2020 has made crystal clear. For liberty lovers, hope lies where it always has, in our own hands. So join us at Liberty Hall on Saturday, January 16th for a preparedness fair. With speakers on topics from health to food growing, prepping supplies, first aid, self-reliance, and more. 
11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Saturday, January 16th. Go to LovingLiberty.net. That's LovingLiberty.net. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Sir Galahad, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's just not working. She's been very unrealistic. Really? Ever since he rescued me from the dragon, we've been drifting apart. That's not true. We were supposed to live happily ever after. Well, this isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> At first, he was gallant and chivalrous, opening doors for me, holding my chair, taking my arm. All right, I'm not as young as I used to be. He simply isn't the man who swept me off my feet. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> Mr. Sir Galahad, maybe you if you started by just holding Mrs. Sir Galahad's hand when you're together. Really? Yes, try it. Okay. All right, go on, take her hand. Careful, little oil. Marriage, you're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, look into each other's eyes. That's right, raise your visor. Oh, the blue dear. For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. While the mainstream press peddled the porn of fake news saying Donald Trump created the violence, he was the instigator, the insurrectionist, the chief insurrectionist. They lie, and now federal prosecutors are already being forced to back off of their suggestion that President Trump could be even investigated for inciting the violence. There's not even any evidence they could be even investigated for it. They freely admit in the New York Times. But Dominion Voting Systems filed... A nearly $1.3 billion defamation lawsuit against Sidney Powell, accusing her of, quote, orchestrating a demonstrably false conspiracy theory about the company's role in the 2020 elections. Now, here's the point. The next headline says Facebook announced that they were banning all content that mentions the phrase stop the steal. So if you don't even have your free speech to mention stop the steal anymore because they take you down, and Sidney Powell and others who have tried to get lawsuits, all the lawsuits are rejected on either one, a technicality, and or two, you don't, quote, have standing. Um, I don't see how Sidney Powell, at first, she might welcome a lawsuit and say, hey, bring it on. I'll use discovery and clean your clock. Not if they never give you discovery, sir. <laughs> well, the uh, one of the uh, complaints against her was that uh, uh, she hadn't uh, suffered any harm. I would say by now, when you're looking at a $1.3 billion uh, lawsuit, uh, that's a harm. Just the, uh, the cha-ching of retaining the lawyers to make your initial defense, that is going to cost, has already cost her, I'm sure, a bundle. Well, we know that when Richard Mack went to the Supreme Court, it cost over half a million dollars to get done, to make your point. So it is very expensive, to say the least. But here's the deal. While that's going on, the liberals are ratcheting it up even further. You're going to have Kamala Harris, literally the president, because Joe Biden is going to uh, melt down here soon and have health issues, and Kamala's going to take over. And then all they got to do is make uh, Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, what, 
Speaker of the House, and then what? She's <laughs> third in line, kind of a thing. Man, you mentioned these people move fast, and there you go. We didn't even know who this bartender was a couple of years ago. Now she's literally in line to be the president of the United States, and she's whacked out communist crazy. The bartender that's drunk on power. <laughs> quite a uh, quite a rise to power, and it's it, you really, as much as I hate to say it, you have to uh, concede that the left is able to pull off some mighty impressive um, power plays. Uh, we used to call them coup d'état. Uh, this has been a uh, a coup against President Trump that began uh, at least the time he went down the escalator to make his announcement for his candidacy for the presidency. And they have been after him, hammer and tong, day and night, ever since then. It's remarkable that he was able to win the popular vote, and I do believe that he did. I, I, I've read enough to see that, uh, well, for instance, when you have a quarter of a million more votes in one place uh, than are registered to vote. Um, Houston, I think we have a problem. Well, and when you also have numbers going backwards for somebody, it showed on the screen certain numbers, and then it showed less. How do you get less as the votes continue? (laughs) So there's all kinds of anomalies that are problems, but here's my question. Why is Donald Trump literally kowtowing to them now? Why doesn't he stand up boldly? Why doesn't he release something? He could find something in the archives and release enough things to prove their fraudulent, evil, satanic intent. Why don't we fire back and expose these people? Look, Maxine Waters' comment about, uh, you know, get in the face of everybody at restaurants and in any public places, that rhetoric is 10 times more than President Trump uh, articulated. How come we don't push back? I feel like I'm the only one that's really pushing back, Larry. I've thought about uh, why doesn't the president uh, expose some of these things. He has certainly said that he might just uh, lay a bunch of this stuff out. Uh, The problem is he can give that order, but then as it uh, is delivered to the Department of Justice or the uh, FBI or the CIA or whatever, (laughs) they look at the order and he said, what? (laughs) And and they just throw in the wastebasket. And especially now, with just hours to go before he's out of office, uh, they they have no interest in following any of his orders. But this was, I think, uh, the problem all along. The Lone Ranger was the Lone Ranger. He had precious few allies. Well, and I agree with every bit of that, but I will say this. He didn't surround himself with the right people. He didn't go to the right media people either. No, he came, I think, unprepared uh, for the battle that uh, he was going to be in. Uh, as, as savvy a guy as he is, I don't think he realized that uh, just how intensely true it is that people are policy. Well, and he underestimated the swamp, as all of us have done over and over and over. Every time I think I understand the swamp, I go, whoa. Fair I didn't point. realize they'd go to this level. And I'm not trashing Trump over that. I'm just saying all of us still have some faith in America. And when you see how evil and diabolical and how dishonest and immoral and, and what lengths they'll go to to hang on to power, you, every one of us gets shocked into going, whoa, I knew it was gnarly, but I didn't realize that it was this egregious. Here's the latest headline from the FBI, Larry. The FBI released an internal bulletin claiming armed protests are being planned in all 50 U.S. state capitals, including Washington, D.C., Uh, Your response to this? 
Well, first of all, I would uh, caution us from using the terminology other state capitals to include Washington, D.C. It most definitely is not a state. But I think that the purpose of that uh, must be to further intimidate conservatives. And so if you're thinking of exercising your First Amendment uh, rights and to uh, demonstrate peacefully, which is the language of the First Amendment, um, that, that, um, uh, that that's a message to you that uh, you thought it was tough on January 6th up there on Capitol Hill. Well, Bucko, if you go to these state capitals, you haven't seen anything yet. Now, I pray that we don't have violence or armed conflict in any of the state capitals in America, but I would be pushing back against that internal memo and saying, you know what, I want to know what evidence and proof you have. Because you are the people that said nothing was going to happen in D.C., even though there was evidence everywhere on the Internet that, that provocateurs were gearing up. Now you're the people that claim that you have the internal knowledge this is happening at all 50 states in a violent kind of way. So you went from zero nothing, in fact, laughing at us for suggesting that you need to be careful and gear up a little bit, to now suggesting that we got a war in every single state in the Union, armed conflict coming to your doors. They've got head uh, heads up on this thing. I want to know the evidence for such an outrageous claim because I yeah. don't believe it for two seconds. Now, if you say, hey, in certain states there might be something like that, okay. But all 50 states, who's organizing? Give me more details. You're making statements without any evidence. So I'm going to use the phrase of the mainstream press. Without evidence, without credible evidence, the FBI has an internal bulletin claiming there's going to be armed protests uh, in every single state, including D.C., so 51 locales. I don't believe it for a second, Larry. Not no, it second. doesn't have the ring of truth, but I think it, it is part of the mind fake that's been underway now for some time. And it's a, a, another effort to discourage conservatives and other freedom lovers in this country from expressing their views, from doing it publicly, from uh, getting together, from having uh, from exercising their First Amendment rights. Uh, and this is a, uh, a power play that the – it seems to me that the deep state, as we now call it, uh, the elite, uh, are more and more brazenly willing to come forth and say, you shut up and get out of the public square. Uh, you don't have any legitimate place there. And if you're there, it's illegitimate, and we'll arrest you. And you must be tied to armed insurrection ideology. Absolutely. Now, the bottom line, though, is this. If the president of the United States can't have his orders carried out as president, and if the president of the United States is considered the chief insurrectionist, even though the New York Times blatantly says we can't even investigate the idea that President Trump was the leader of some kind of a riot or insurrection, all right, they, they literally federal prosecutors already backed off their suggestion that President Trump could even be investigated for starting the violence or for inciting the violence. If that's the case where they can make that kind of a claim, but yet no full well, it's not even legitimate, and the president can't have his orders carried out. Um, when Americans see more and more and more of this, I am not advocating for violence, but I'm telling you, they're creating the very pushback they say that is wrong and that they don't want by their, at some point, as Ammon Bundy said in the past, and I say now, you know, with Sidney Powell, no justice, with President Trump, no justice, right on down to you and me being called insurrectionists, and we don't even dare peacefully assemble anymore. 
at some point they will create the very violent revolution they claim uh, that we're guilty of, that we're trying every peaceful way to stop, they will be the ones who have created it. Indeed. If they can pull this off, this theft of an election in plain sight, uh, there's really not much doubt uh, as to what happened. We've mentioned already the evidence that's out there uh, that uh, some very strange things happen, some very illegal things happen in this election. And now they turn around and say, and for you to say anything about it, uh, you're just a, a, a conspiracy nut, and you're not going to be allowed to talk like that. Really? Uh, so what does the First Amendment mean? Well, we've chuckled in the past, but I think it's more and more the case that, yeah, we're free to say anything we want as long as we uh, are saying things that are agreeable to the deep state. Ladies and gentlemen, this smacks of serious, serious concern. Uh, I'm pushing back quite hard because I believe the narrative is flat out dishonest and we can prove it. And I'm defending President Trump in so much of his peaceful intentions and of his desire to get to the bottom of vote fraud and have true accountability. And I realize that a few bad apples have spoiled the barrel. But for the most part, there's been a lot of good people trying to get involved in America. And what we can't do is, is get them disenfranchised to where they feel like it'll do no good and they pack up and go home. We have got to reject the violence and the abuse and the wrongs and the criminal activity, the destruction of private property and the violence. But we cannot back away from what's right and true. There still is election fraud, and we still need to find a way to get to the bottom of it and vet it and have transparency and accountability. We have got to push on these things, and we cannot go away. I don't know that anybody's making that case very boldly. I you am, know, and, and I almost stand alone. Uh, uh, about all of this uh, and our threat to the public order and all of that, let's ask these folks with their tut-tut, where were they when Antifa was burning cities across the country? And we even have this iconic, um, maybe it was a CNN reporter, standing in front of a burning block of uh, city buildings, saying that the demonstration has been mostly peaceful. You know, we these people are so Orwellian in the use of words. Uh, they really are carrying out 1984. And if folks haven't read the novel 1984 it would be worth a read to see how language gets turned on its head and freedom is slavery do you think i'm do you think i'm pushing back too hard yeah do you think i'm pushing back too hard larry Oh, no. Oh, no. I think uh, uh, we've got to do uh, what you've been doing uh, because the people need to be confronted with it. Yeah, this is what you are seeing. Don't let them intimidate you. You are seeing something dreadful happening. Because, right I, because I feel like besides me, I don't hear anybody directly boldly pushing back that hard. It needs to be done. They better Sam. get on it. and They better get on it fast, folks. Larry, thank you, sir. Hey, good to be with you. Thank you. Larry Pratt doing a phenomenal job as always. Ladies and gentlemen, I know it seems like I'm pushing hard and that I'm dismissing critical things. I am not. I acknowledge them and I say prosecute to the fullest extent of the law to anybody who's engaged in criminal behavior. But let's also have the truth. Stand tall. For Sam Bushman and Larry Pratt, God save the Republic of the United States of America, the greatest country on the face of the earth. Live 
From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for January the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Got a lot of work to do, I'll tell you that right now, man. The fake news, false narrative, the tyrannical promotions seem to be everywhere. Conservative constitutionalists, freedom fighters, people who believe in Christ, all sadly seem to be on the ropes right now. Ron Paul tweeted, this is Ron Paul, former congressman, uh, Ron Paul, peaceful as it gets. He tweeted, quote, Facebook locked me out. They blocked me from managing my own page with no explanation other than repeatedly going against our community standards. So they say Ron Paul is going against their community standards. Parler now sues Amazon for antitrust violations breach of contract, and unlawful business interference. Asks the judge to please order Amazon to reinstate the platform. All right. Now, Rush Limbaugh speaking out on this, believe it or not. He's got something right. The sicker Rush gets, the more spot on he is. Sad to say he's telling the truth more and more. Back to his old beginning days of radio. But Limbaugh says, quote, Titans attack are now running America. He says Congress sold out for good search results and campaign donations. With that, let's introduce our own resident security expert, Mr. Tim Starks. He's an IT security consultant and a systems troubleshooter. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you, Sam. It's always a pleasure to be with someone who's so well-informed as yourself. Well, hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Others would say I'm, uh, you know, an insurrectionist up there with Donald. Well, uh, you know, some people can throw names out and use names to further their agenda, but uh, the truth will always prevail. Thank heavens for that reality check, huh? Yes. All right, let's talk about this. Uh, it seems like, um, you know, we heard big tech was kind of out of control. <laughs> And now they have literally drawn a line in the sand, and they are literally deplatforming everyone, uh, including news services. They're shutting down uh, conservatives left and right. And their excuse for doing it is they suggest that we're inciting violence, Tim. Let's start there. Well, if that was their true motive, Sam, um, anybody who's been on Facebook or Twitter and has seen the left um, encourage their riots and uh, tell people that they're going to spend their, you know, I mean, we're talking congressmen and, and senators who've got up and said they will spend the money out of their pocket to, you know, bail these people out of jail who have burned buildings, who have uh, who have destroyed uh, public property, who have rolled police cars over, burned police cars, just broken windows in police cars, who have shot at police officers, who have done all kinds of horrendous terrorist acts. From a mob group that the media acts like they've never seen until some people walked into the Capitol building and uh, put their feet on the desk, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm not condoning any one of the actions, but it just shows you the biasness in the media. It certainly does. Now, there's an interesting article uh, written by Bob Unra in World Net Daily, WND.com. 
And it basically says Loomer, so Lori Loomer, and Larry Clayman take big tech discrimination court or discrimination case to the Supreme Court. Bob Unruh, WND.com with the piece. Uh, we need to push back, but I'm not so sure that going to the courts is a good idea. They'll just simply say lack of standing or they'll simply dismiss it on a technicality. I don't think we'll get to the bottom of it uh, through the courts. Am I too negative? Well, here's the thing. Let's just say that Amazon plans on losing to Parler, okay? Let's say they say, hey, you know what? We're going to probably have to pay $100 million. No big deal. And, uh, you know, the owners of Parler are going to end up with a lot of money. But what people don't get here is it's not about winning in court. It's about the damages done already. Amazon has suppressed a platform that a group of people have used to express themselves, so they have been suppressed. So the real thing is here is, okay, so the company will be able to sue, and they'll be made whole, let's say. But how do you make 75 million people whole that, and I don't know how many people use the platform, probably not many, but I'm, I'm just saying that if you take the 75 million, supposedly this is Trump supporters, if you take those numbers, how do you make all those people whole that use these kinds of platforms to express themselves. Um, maybe there needs to be a big class action lawsuit and one big enough to take uh, Amazon and Facebook down. Now, I agree. I don't know if Lou, Loomer and Clayman's uh, case will be a class action lawsuit. I know that Dennis Prager has tried to sue uh, YouTube and others for quite some time. Uh, but if you understand the history of big tech in America, I don't think that they stand a chance to let the cards come down. Well, and here's the other problem you've got, too. It, it's, this is where this is a little different than, you know, mom and pop business down the street that refuses to do business with someone. You know, they are nobody. Someone can go somewhere else to do business. Um, you don't have... A, the kind of power suppressing a group of people from a mom-and-pop business. But these businesses are these conglomerate monopolies such as Amazon and Facebook. They get millions of dollars from our government. So it's our taxpayers' dollars being used against us, and that's the problem. And, and one of them, just let's say Facebook. I don't know if you're aware of this, Sam, but this was pretty shocking to me. So how much money do you think Facebook gets each year from our government tax dollars? And this is just one – and I'm not talking loans. I'm talking subsidy. I'm talking money that they get for free. I'm going to guess a billion dollars. Well, it's not that much. This particular report that I'm looking at that tracks what they get, um, they got $373 million. But you'll never guess the state that gave them the most money. <laughs> Utah. Yes, <laughs> you're up on it, Sam. Utah. Yeah, you want to know why? You want to know why Utah does that? Because they have right now these big server monitor the whole world farms right here in Utah, and they want to get more of it and create the Silicon Slopes high tech center. Is why they're doing it. Well, who do you think is the second uh, largest state to give them money? Mm, man, I have no idea. Nevada? Texas, $148 million. Wow. 
And then you've got Oregon at 41 million, Iowa at 18 million, Washington at uh, 14 million, and the other states altogether are like 1.6 million. <laughs> uh, my my thing is though, if if Amazon can get away with kicking and deplatforming, and it wasn't just Amazon. Amazon got with all their other buddies, and they they pretty much took away every service that Parler needs to run, and um, just kicked them off. And, and just disrupted their business. If nothing happens to them, then my thing is, what if Utah and Texas just kicked Facebook out of their server farms and just kicked them out of the state and disrupted their business? I guess it'd be all right, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll work that way because when money flows, it flows to the benefit of those who spend the money. Yeah, well... There's only a few people benefiting off of Facebook and Amazon, I believe. I don't think anybody else is benefiting off of it. But, you know, everybody sees what what they do to companies. They destroy companies. They use their monopoly power to destroy small companies. They suppress and control and manipulate. There's the problem. When you've got this kind of companies, you know, the antitrust laws, I feel, are being violated every day with these companies because, they're using their power and size to control everything. And uh, when you control things and you're getting government money, that's where there's a big problem. If these companies didn't have a government subsidies and weren't taking our tax dollars, I think it'd be a different story. Now, Obama basically said, he, President Barack Obama insisted that without government spending, Google and Facebook would not even exist, ladies and gentlemen. Obama made the remark at a campaign fundraiser after the budget was passed by House Republicans. You say, Sam, where's that? Uh, CNSnews.com. But this is serious business, though, that, you know what? I don't think that government or the courts have the stomach to allow a class action lawsuit to go forward. I think they'll just shut it down on some technicality or standing or something else. So I appreciate Laura Loomer, and I appreciate Larry Clayman, and I'm not saying we don't need to try uh, Tim Starks, but I am saying I don't have a lot of confidence. Well, and you you have right to, to not have confidence. I mean, Google is a company that was set up and, and virtually... Um, backed by the CIA, our government, uh, Obama's right. He knows that Google wouldn't exist if it wasn't for our government. There's so much money that was dumped into Google, but just remember, our government has a benefit to Google because they're able to collect and scrape every piece of data that goes across Google for their own records, and that's why Google exists. So where do you think we go here? When we come back, let's talk. Is big tech simply going to run the country and ruin the country? What do we do about it? Do we have enough wherewithal as we the people? Government drives its just power from the consent of the governed, if you believe the Declaration of Independence. Do the American people consent to big tech taking over all of government and dictating the terms and the reality we face? Violating your First Amendment literally at every turn? Tim Stark's with us. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. 
After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, Tim Starks with me. He's a securities expert, ladies and gentlemen, an IT professional. CBS News reports this, believe it or not, back in 2011. Are you ready for this? Nine years ago. Social media is a tool of the CIA. Seriously, they say. CBS News. Then it goes on to say the CIA publishes a helpful list of press releases on all the social media ventures that it sponsors via its Incutel arm. There you have it. I mean, blatant admission, ladies and gentlemen, by CBS News. I don't know that you can get more of a uh, mainstream news service there, Tim, but that's what we're dealing with. Well, and I don't know if you remember when we first talked about InQtel back many years ago and exposed them. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of funny because now if you go to InQtel's website, they don't show any – used to be it said that this is a CIA-owned, you know – company and da 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 now it doesn't say that it says it's a private owned company now that that uh, falls under the guidelines of the cia so um i think we brought too much attention to that <laughs> uh but uh, anyway at, at any rate it, it is money used uh taxpayer dollars that's used to benefit companies that the cia chooses um to benefit so basically we got a quasi type uh you know, environment here where the government picks and chooses which businesses they want to succeed. This has got to stop. Um, and of course, you know, it's it's a benefit to them because they get to put the data acquisitions and the intel that they want and build it into these companies. Um, if anybody thinks that the CIA, Apple, and all these companies um, are not 
communicating and giving access to the CIA and NSA, you're highly delusional. These companies get money from them because they, uh, I mean, it specifically says on their website that, that the CIA controls the mandate and the guidelines that which this money is dispersed to businesses. So if I'm giving you money and I tell you you need to do some things, if you want to continue to get that money from you from me, I'm not going to just give it to you if you're not doing what I want you to do. So common sense tells you that they're doing exactly what they want them to do. And the problem is, Tim, is this is not transparent to the taxpayers, though. This is happening via a series of government in bed with big companies, in bed with universities, in bed with big tech, uh, to the point where, yes, you can document the trail by connecting the dots, uh, but yet it's not transparent. It doesn't exist on budgets that are approved by congressmen and senators. It's not something that you can blatantly understand at face value. And so, yes, it exists in plain sight, but at the same time, uh, it's not very evident to the average person and or those who represent them, Tim. Well, here's what's happened is the, the, the Congress and the government has gotten smarter than the, the people in the country. They said, you know what, why should we take on uh, vital issues like suppression of speech then things that could affect people's constitutional rights and then uproar the country? And why should we do that when we can just create and fund these big tech companies that can do it for us? And, and then what they do is not us, so then we're not taking away freedom of speech. We're not a government suppressing the people. It's the big tech doing it. And then... <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's and then they put up all these theater reality TV shows where Congress is bringing to bring in Mark Zuckerberg yeah. so they can you know <laughs> dress him down over this uh, abuse of tech that's going on on your watch, Mark, and they're going to ask hard questions. And now here's the question that I really don't know: Do these congressmen, the senators, think that they're really getting to the bottom of it, or do they actually know better? They either, know either better. way; they're ignorant. Have you ever seen the look on Mark Zuckerberg's face when they might do this? He's just like, guys, are we really doing this? <laughs> he just, he's got that look like, okay, we'll play the theatrics out here. But uh, he, he's arrogant in those hearings because he knows that it's all a joke. It's all a play. It's all a ploy. I mean, it's, 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 it's just unbelievable what the American public will sit back and put up with. Now, if the CIA is doing that, the question is, does the CIA in bed with big tech run our country? Oh, absolutely. I saw, I saw a, uh, a meme the other day. It was pretty good. It says uh, in North Korea, they're forced to watch propaganda. In the West, we do it voluntarily. <laughs> so, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Apple, you know, Hollywood – we voluntarily watch the propaganda that that is put in front of us. And if anybody thinks that the CIA is not behind the propaganda that goes on in our country, you're highly delusional and you don't even begin to understand how our government is run at all. So now you got to ask this question then. Did the CIA ban Trump on Twitter, Facebook, Google, Amazon? Did the CIA shut down uh, Parler? Absolutely. Absolutely. You've you got to understand that, that these people that are put into place in these companies, go read 
some of the stuff on and some of the funding from Incutel, and like I said, used to be you could look up three, even three years ago, and it was very open that Incutel was a CIA-ran company. Now they don't do that because too much attention has been drawn to it. So now they say that they're a private company that is run according to the CIA guidelines. But anyway, you still see the, the, the signature of the CIA there. And anybody who receives money from that company has basically a lifetime you're owned by the CIA. Well, if you're not familiar with how Google got its start, Google got its start with the Keogh satellite. The Keogh satellite was one of the largest investments of the government in surveillance ever, and they turned it over to Google. I mean, so, you know, it was, it was an investment out of this world that Google couldn't have afforded at the time, but they turned it over to them at pennies on the dollar. It was unbelievable. But they had a, spe- a, a a thing that said, a clause that we'll turn it over to you as a private company, but we have access and all the data that you guys get from this system. So, you know, and, and in Google, of course, um, had a, a lot more interest than just the spy satellite. They, of course, have all the data and data searching that they scrape every single day on the internet that gets turned over to collection sites for the NSA, CIA, and other alphabet organizations besides them that you don't even know about. So you would hope to get to the bottom of this and say, hey, we can connect the dots and prove it. It's blatantly admitted to, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But I submit to you that Congress can't get to the bottom of it. They're all compromised, number one. And number two, literally on their watch, it was built with their funding. Even though they may have not funded it directly in the know, uh, because of the way they channel and funnel money, I would call it uh, black op money personally. But nevertheless, it all happened over the last 30, 40, 50 years on their watch. Uh, And in reality, they have created a behemoth that I'm a little fearful can't be stopped now. Well, well, it can't, Sam. It doesn't matter. Knowledge, at this point here, I think the CIA, the government, and everybody, I don't think they really even care about... uh, people knowing about stuff. I mean, sure, they're going to not make it blatant, but they're to the point to where, you know, let's say they come out tomorrow and say, hey, you know, we've been running this, you know, and how many people are going to stop using the Internet? How many people are going to stop using Amazon, even though they know Amazon is taking away their rights and doing all this and suppressing their speech? The very people who are being suppressed, I guarantee you, use some form of Amazon, whether it's buying a product or watch Amazon TV or something, they're using something that Amazon owns or controls. Um, or they're buying from somebody that uses Amazon and they just don't know it. But they're, they're so big, they're so deep, they're so part of society and the economy that at this point, it's really hard to pull away from these kinds of uh, places. I mean, they're in everywhere. What do we do from here knowing that? And, you know, some people want to just unplug from tech and, and go off the radar and go off the grid. Others say, well, there's nothing we can do about it, just live with it. Others say, we got to sue. We got to push back. We got to do all that we can. Um, some say we got to get the Republicans elected. They'll stop it. No, they won't. Others say you got to go third party. But then people say, well, that doesn't have a chance on God's green earth to make it. Forget that. You know, others are saying, what do we do? Some are saying it's too late. We got to go to a civil war. Uh, I, I'm not advocating for any of those things. I personally believe it's a moral discussion, which we can get to later. Uh, but but people are saying, what do we do, Tim? Well. And you're never going to change it with one person at a time in an election. I'm sorry. It just isn't going to happen. And and even if you change everyone in Congress and Senate, it's still not going to happen because you still 
have the deep state that you have to deal with. And, and the deep state, when I refer to the deep state, I'm talking about the NSA and CIA. I'm talking about the intel organizations, which really run our country. Do you think Epstein, people like this Epstein guy, do you think they're put there by accident and allowed to exist? I mean, we're talking about a country that has intel that can find, you know, um, Osama bin Laden in a country that's not even ours. Um, we have intel to find and get a hold of anybody. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about it because, again, Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to prosper with the deep state's endorsement by silence and cover-up, if you will, to say the least. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Tim Starks, IT security expert, on your radio. Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Trump on Monday approved an emergency declaration for Washington, D.C. and ordered federal assistance to complement the local response ahead of President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration. The FBI in an internal memo Monday believes more civil unrest is pending in D.C. and state capitals nationwide. Washington State Democrat Representative Primala Jayapal tests positive for COVID-19 after sheltering in the crowded Capitol room during the lockdown on the 6th. On Monday, she said, too many Republicans have refused to take this pandemic and virus seriously, and in doing so, they've endangered everyone around them. End quote. Earlier Monday, New Jersey Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman announced her positive diagnosis. New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick said Monday that he will not accept the Presidential Medal of Freedom. In a statement, he said, Subsequently, the tragic events of last week occurred, and the decision has been to not move forward with the award. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Let's get a COVID-19 vaccine update. USA Radio News Tim Berg reports. President-elect Joe Biden says his top priority will be getting more coronavirus vaccinations into the arms of more Americans. I put together, laying out a plan, the cost of how I want to proceed, the cost of what we have to do to be able to get uh, the, the entire COVID operation up and running. After getting his second vaccination in Delaware, Biden again warning that the ongoing outbreak is going to get worse before it gets better. He again urged Americans to wear face masks and social distance. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. The State Department announced U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo will travel to Brussels this week for meetings with NATO officials. Pompeo will highlight the enduring importance of the transatlantic partnership in safeguarding the transatlantic community and reaffirm the strength of the bilateral relationship between the United States and Belgium. 
USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Starks with me. We're talking about IT. And we're talking about this reality that we face of big tech literally controls everything. Um, the problem is there's a little bit of a Hegelian dialectic going on here. All right. Did the CIA ban Trump from Twitter, Facebook, Google, Amazon? The CIA literally funded and created big tech. Tools of the CIA, LouRockwell.com. Social media is a tool of the CIA. Seriously, right? CBS News back in 2011. Barack Obama insisted without government spending, Google and Facebook simply would not exist. All right, Laura Loomer, Larry Clayman, take big tech discrimination case to the Supreme Court. Bob Unruh writes the piece. But here's the problem as I see it. Um, do you want government to be in charge of big tech? Or do you want big tech to be in charge of government? Uh, what is the way out of this thing? And on some, on one hand, you say, well, sue them and stop them. Take them down. Have the government break them up. Have the, go- the government built them, folks. Well, let's have Congress dress down the leaders of the, these big executives and get to the bottom of it. There, Political theater. I don't want big tech in charge of my government, and I don't want my government in charge of big tech. But I don't know that I see a way out of this one uh, as it currently stands because uh, we have allowed this secret combination called big tech in bed with government uh, and the universities and black op military money to get above the people so far now. I'm not so sure that it can be resolved peacefully. And I'm not advocating for war, but don't misunderstand me. I don't know the way out of this thing. Tim Starks, your thoughts? Well, that's the big uh, million-dollar question, the way out of it. Um, I think uh, if we knew that, we could start working toward it. But I think it's going to take a little bit of time to process that, um, to get enough people in the room with the knowledge to go through something like that. But I think that people need to understand firsthand is people like Epstein. He's not the only one like that. You've got to understand that when, when these intel organizations want to be able to have control of something, not only do they need the intel of what people are really doing, but they need to have intel and blackmail information to be able to control someone, control a key figure. And let's just face it, there's a lot of people in politics and power that have extreme weaknesses when it comes to sexual desires, and that's why people like Epstein are put in place to gather that intel and to use that against. Well, Kamala Harris and Willie, what's his name from San Francisco, make the point quite nicely, don't they? Well, and there's lots of stuff about Kamala Harris that you're going to find that's going to come out, too. Uh, Kamala Harris has got some stuff that uh, you wait and see. It's going to come out. It's uh, She's a ticking time bomb. No, what was that guy's name? Willie. Uh... Oh, shoot. He's from San Francisco. I don't have it in front of me right now. Uh, but anyway, Willie, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, they were involved there in a very strange way and launched her political career. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She was, you're going to find out, she was involved in basically blackmail. Um, she, um, well, let's just put it to you this way. Let's, let's watch and see what happens. <laughs> because uh, the, this, this woman has got a uh, past that's probably as equal, if not worse, than Joe Biden. Here's the other thing, too. When you have companies and our government, so 
the the biggest scam of all is when our government sends money to other countries. Everybody's like, why are we sending all this money over to other countries? Our our congressmen and senators aren't stupid. They're not just sending money over to other countries out of the goodness of their heart. They're sending that money over there with a condition that, hey, we'll give you $150 million, but you're going to send $75 million of it back to this account or to this person, through this person, through this person, and it gets back to them through indirect uh, people, and then, of course, uh, that person benefits from it. That's what Joe Biden has seen the benefit of several times, and that's why nothing will ever happen to him over it, because it's done throughout many of people in Congress and Senator in the deep state. That's how they funnel money in to get what they want. Um, and and it's, it's been going on forever. All right, so it's Willie Brown. I'm sorry his last name slipped my mind, but Willie Brown on Kamala Harris. We dated... I influenced <laughs> USA Today. I don't know how to get any better than that with the news out there for documentation, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well. We dated, uh, I influenced. What kind of a deal is that? Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's here's the thing. If you control the person that's in power, you don't need to be in power. And if you can if you can be the man behind the curtain, controlling everything, who's really running the country? You put you put the soft targets out there for everybody else to to target, while you get away with everything behind the curtain. And because of that, if they can use big tech, if they can use the CIA, black op money and government and everything else, you can never really create accountability, uh, because it's done at an arm's length. Because it's done in such a way that you know what I mean. Willie Brown literally blatantly says, "We dated, I influenced." So what? Yeah, well, and and they and they do this on purpose because they can never become a target. They create all these rabbit holes. You know, everybody got into Q. I'm sorry, Q is a rabbit hole. I, I, I know a lot of people were going to get upset with me because no, oh, I agree. Oh, I think Q, I think Q has enough truth to make people keep conning along, uh, but you're going to get betrayed by the source because look, we don't even know what the source is. That's how you create rabbit holes. That's how you hide the needle in the haystack. You create enough information to to justify all the disinformation, and the and all this information hides the real target, hides the real information you need to be paying attention to. Yeah, I've highlighted this many times, and people get mad at me, but I maintain it's true. You I cannot trust true. Q. <laughs> no, right? and, and that's just that's just one example. And, and, so and the reason why is very simple. Any source that really has the intel would be found out and shut down. You say, how? Well, the simplest way would be to simply um, give them a few fake stories, a few little nugget tidbits. You'd watch your tidbit come out and see who leaked it by what tidbit you fed to who. This is very simple to solve. And trust you me, if Q had the real goods consistently and wasn't a fake deceptive job, it would be found out and shut down yesterday. But let me let me give you a little tidbit of information, and I can do this without violating any NDAs because this isn't anything particular. I'm just going to tell you that you can make a phone call from any burner phone in the world, and it can be a one-second, two-second phone call, okay? And we'll know where you're at instantly, okay? Think about that, Sam. There's no Everybody's like, oh, you can only stay on the phone for so long because they're tracing your call. Nonsense, nonsense. You can make that call, and as soon as you say hello on that phone or as soon as you don't know where you're at instantly, and you can do it from any burner phone you want in the world, and they'll know it's you and where you're at instantly. 
do you understand that kind of <clears throat> operation and network to be able to do that? And and people are so delusional with what they see on TV and and all this other stuff that they're not even aware. So when you have, like you said, when you have that kind of ability, yeah, there's no uh, anonymous cue anywhere. It, it, it's it doesn't exist. It's it's just something that's allowed to happen as disinformation. So where do we go from here? Well, I <clears throat> the. Like I said, it, it's hard to go after a target that hides, and especially one that hides that creates so much disinformation and rabbit holes to keep everybody going down. Because after a while, everybody gets tired. They put their hands up and go, it's just another rabbit hole. You know, it's just another rabbit hole. And a lot of I times, mean, let me be clear, a lot of times the rabbit holes we're talking about have elements of truth to them. Uh, obviously, or otherwise people would debunk them and eventually go on. Let me give you an example. Headline says this. Now the World Health Organization predicts a far worse pandemic is coming. Dr. Mike Ryan, he's executive director of the WHO. He's in charge of their health emergencies program. He states this pandemic has been very severe. It has spread around the world very, very quickly. It's affected every quarter of this planet. But that isn't necessarily the big one. They're gearing up, buddy, not settling down. And the problem is it might be a rabbit hole to some degree, but it's real. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how rabbit holes work, is you put enough good intel information that can be verified to cause people to want to go deeper into that hole. But the more occupied I keep a person down in the rabbit hole, the less they come out to see what's really going on in the real world. And so if I can give them little nuggets of truth along the way, along with all the other disinformation and keep them going, I use the, the other disinformation to feed what they want to see, what they want to hear, what they want to find, okay? And then throw the little bitty nuggets in there to keep them going. And, and I mean, it, it's, it's a practice that's been used forever, Sam. I mean, anybody who doesn't understand this practice um, needs to really look into it and study it a little more because it's very effective. Yes, it is. The big one's coming, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Just imagine how the government's going to react to a real pandemic hits. Look what they've done already, huh? Let's come back and talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about masks, too, and evidence coming out. Liberty Roundtable Live. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. 
Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. You say, Sam, how did you quantum leap from talking about big tech to talking about the COVID and the masks? And what we're talking about is rabbit trails. QAnon's a rabbit trail, ladies and gentlemen. A rabbit hole. Not worth your time. Willie Brown on Kamala Harris. We dated I influence. We know the politicians do this, but again, that's a rabbit hole. Won't do any good. They're not going to do anything about it, but the World Health Organization says, hey, you know what? You think this pandemic's been bad? It ain't the real. It ain't the big one. It's just kind of a trial balloon. Dr. Mike Ryan basically saying, hey. This pandemic has been very severe, but it's not really the big one. Gear up for it. Imagine what it's going to be like when the big one hits. New detailed analysis now shows this shocking fact about mask mandates. Listen to this. Mask mandates have always been about one thing. That is government control. Sure, the politicians will virtue signal and wear masks when they're on camera, but they yank them off right when they're off camera because they know they don't work. And it's no surprise. The simple fact is masks don't work. Just last week, researchers of what's called rationalground.com, they've become a respected leader. They just did a survey, did an analysis on all 50 states based on those who have mask mandates and those who do not. They studied each state's total number of corona cases over a 229-day period, okay? And these these seasoned analysts, these computer scientists, um released their results in a tweet. The results were shocking even for us, says the article. It turns out there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever that mask mandates work to slow the spread at all, folks. The states that had mandates had 27 cases per 100,000, while the states without masks had 17 per 100,000. The 15 states that did not have a statewide mask mandate for the duration of this analysis are Alaska, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Missouri, North Dakota, Nebraska, let's see, um, New Hampshire, uh, what, North Dakota, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Wyoming. And not only do the mask mandates not work, folks, but they actually could be seen as being worse, even at the county levels. There's simply no evidence of masks correlating with the reduced spread, no matter how you deal with that. It's just a scientific fact that they don't work. Well, here's the point. 
big tech's going to peddle the lies that masks are the answer, that vaccines are the only answer. And eventually they're going to back into this tyrannical thing where, hey, even though we've got the vaccine out, you're going to be forced to take the vaccine. You're going to be forced to wear masks. You're going to be forced to uh, even to exist. Where does this go, Tim? Well, you, you said the, the key thing. It's all about control. It's all about getting people to follow suit. Um, it, and anybody who does any research or knows anything about viruses and how they spread um, will we'll tell you that the mask actually, in some cases, help um, spread the disease because of the way the masks are used. The, the masks become a collection point for the virus, and then the virus is actually transmitted um, to you um, continuously because of the mask. And, uh, it a lot, and because of the way people handle the mask, it's a constant uh, collection point for the virus. And if you ever do cough or sneeze with the mask on, now you've just uh, compressed air through a fine mesh and you've aerosolized it to where now it's going to spread and hang in the air even longer than it would have if you would have coughed with the larger droplets and they went to the ground. Um, so, you know, there's, there's so many theories and debates on this, and I keep hearing everybody talk about science, listen to the science. Well, people need to understand what science is. Science is nothing but a bunch of theories and, and, and things that are, you know, proven wrong over and over and over because this person's theory proves this theory was wrong. So science is, 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 is a very loosely used term that people need to understand a little more. But, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, it's more about, you know, listen to us and do what we tell you more than we have a solution. Now, what I find fascinating is this mass mandates have always been about one thing, government control. And what I find Google and Facebook and all these, um, you know, tech corporations doing is literally carrying the narrative. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, they're going to say you're a global warming denier. You should be arrested. Well, pretty soon they're going to say you are insurrectionist denier or you are a, uh, you know, a vaccine denier or a mask denier. And they're going to literally follow up with draconian abuses of your right to think and speak and believe as you choose. That's where this is headed if we're not careful. Well, we're already we're already getting to that point. I mean, we've got you know Nancy Pelosi and and some of the others that are higher up in the uh, left Democrat Party saying that hey, you know what, we're going to go after those who supported Donald Trump. We're going to make an example of Donald Trump so no one else ever tries to do what he did again. It's like what? <laughs> so we're talking about political retribution to the level that should scare everybody in this country. I mean, it should scare you to death when they start talking political retribution like this. What happened to the days when you vote for your guy or woman and get them in office and then say goodbye to the person you didn't like and you move on? I mean, to, to sit here and dwell and sit there and make it your goal now, now we're still, you know, we thought, well, at least Donald Trump's out of office. They ain't going to focus on him now like they have for the last four years. Oh, no. They're going to be still focused on him because they want to destroy his life and anybody who helps support him. And that is scary, ladies and gentlemen. That's not what our government was designed for. Our government was not designed to go after people and take retribution out on those they don't agree with or that don't agree with them. Well, and to prove your point, uh, that's what this, um, you know, we're going to impeach the president is about. Why impeach him when he's got eight days left? Because they're trying to make a political statement. They're trying to put more and more and more. They're trying to bury him. But it's political retribution. It is a vendetta. It's the political system 
It's government being used to carry out a vendetta against somebody, and it's sad. I mean, it's just like when he came into office, what they did. They used their position and power to to go after him, and they, he was a political target um, with the whole surveillance thing. And it just continues. It doesn't stop, and it's so blatantly in front of their face. I mean, we have it, – it's if anybody can't see it, they're totally asleep and got their head in the sand, or they're just – plain deniers you could you could sit there and show them and they would have an excuse well that didn't really happen that may have just been a figment of my imagination or your imagination you know i mean you're just going to have people that are just going to be deniers now i don't know really what to do here the only answer i really have is morality in the people you know if we turn to our god he promises us biblically that he'll heal our land and protect us Uh, you know what i i don't really see any other solution unless it's in conjunction with that core uh, reality check uh, that will make a difference. Tim. Well, they've already they've already addressed that too, Sam. I mean, this this whole pandemic now has weakened most congregations and most churches, and most churches are not going to recover from the damage done to their churches by the, the weakening of the congregations. The congregations have got used to not meeting; they're not getting near the amount of people attending churches. And when it comes to a government or a deep state, they fear groups like churches and unions and everything else, um, because they don't want any large assembly of people that have any kind of power at all, because if they can rely on that, um, they might stand up against something that they wouldn't like. But that's, at this point, so long as we have those groups, that's why our government, or I shouldn't say our government, I should say the the deep state, the intel organizations are going to use the big tech companies to further their agenda until they get to a point where they feel like they can do what they want, and no one can stand up against them because they don't have a large group to lean in. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, I know it sounds quite negative, but I would submit to you that we must have faith and hope in our God. We must have faith and hope in the American people. We've been through tough times before. You know, uh, they've been seeking for tyranny ever since Cain killed Abel, uh, biblically speaking. They've been at it for a long time, and they've never achieved it. And so we need to make sure that they never achieve it at all. And I know they seem close, and I know it seems like in modern day it seems so all-encompassing. But, folks, you got to take courage and trust in the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. you got to trust in the American people that, you know what, we're generally a good people. And I think what we need to focus on is getting information to them. When people have information, they make good decisions. When they don't is when it goes not very well, Tim. Well, and— and I'll even take it even a little bit further. Even when people have good information, sometimes they don't do anything because people are so apathetic to the things that are going on around them. Sometimes people are just so overloaded with things, they just don't want to see it. They don't want to deal with it. Um, you know, it's kind of like the person that has tons of bills piling up and lets them pile up. Do they do that because they don't want to deal with it, or do they do that because they can't mentally deal with things like that, and they have no way to deal with it, so they ignore things? Um, you know, it, it's, it's, people get that way in life, their emotions and all the stuff going on, they become in such an overload. They just try to ignore it all rather than pay attention to it. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that happening with people in society because of the point that they're just reaching the max amount that they're able to handle. And I think, uh, there needs to be a balance in our lives. I don't think we should turn off tech entirely. I think tech serves a wonderful purpose in our lives and can, 
I do think, though, that we need to not look as tech as all-encompassing. You know what? I can turn off my phone. I can uh, set aside big tech. I don't need to live my life on Facebook and Twitter. I don't need, you know, a lot of these um, tech tools can be shut down if we create a proper balance in our lives as well. That's something to really realize. Well, Sam, what they did, though, with this pandemic, they've just changed the game changer for tech. Now we rely on tech more than ever, and we're headed down a road to where tech is going to be one of the things you won't survive without. Because look at the, the amount of stores, the amount of retail property, commercial property is becoming you know, vacant because now everything's done online. And, and we're going to have to rely more on tech now, more than ever, for your job, for your, you know, your shopping, everything. Um, I think we're headed down a road that's going to you know, invoke more tech into our lives. Do you think we can push back and have less tech in our lives and create a balance? You want to live like the Amish? <laughs> well, I don't want to be like the Amish, but I do want to have a balance. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know at what point you can balance because you're either in the system or you're not. Because I think yeah, I don't think I can be... balance and get out of the system, but I do think I can, I can uh, really jettison how much it controls my thought process and my belief system and my circumstance and. You know, a lot of people are turning off Facebook and Twitter, and they feel free when they do. Rush Limbaugh just canceled in solidarity with President Trump, his account, for example. And I don't think you can get out of the system, like get off the radar kind of discussion, or vanish or disappear uh, digitally or virtually. Uh, But I do think you can change how much influence the news and the media and the the big tech folks have over your day-to-day thoughts and actions and beliefs. And and I think it's time to turn inward to family, and it's time to turn... Uh, inward to your neighbors and friends and have real relationships and, and reject so much of this digital influence into our lives. Well, and very well said, Sam, and I agree. And we could probably do a whole other show on talking about this because it's a very deep subject. It's a deep subject, but I believe a very valuable one where solutions lie, sir. Yes, you're correct. All right, man, we're flat out of time. Tim, thank you so much for breaking this down. Our prayers are with the lawsuits everywhere, and we need to get together our own class action lawsuit in some way, fashion, or something like that. Big tech, man, they're out of control, and we need to see if we can create accountability. And you say, well, you won't win, Sam. I know, but we got to try. I understand that, you know, you can't trust the courts. Why go to the courts? I also understand that good people do good things, and when good people do good things, sometimes we do win. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, sir. There he goes. Tim Stark's doing a great job. I do think that it's important to take courage and to get involved in solutions. I know some of them might not pan out. I get it. We got to work hard and try anyway. We got to do our very best. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Two hours in the can, hard hitting talk, lovingliberty.net, libertyroundtable.com. God save the republic.